Hello, my name is Anshama and welcome to my podcast. Today we will be talking about what young Indians want. One in eight people in the world is an Indian under the age of 30. It's worth repeating that one in eight people in the world is an Indian young person. Someone under the age of 30. Now that's an extraordinary statistics and that it gives a sense of importance of that demographic for the future of Asia and of the world. Now unlike the same generation 25 years ago that set of young people are very well aware of the events in other parts of the world which are streamed to them via their mobile phones or the internet. They are increasingly in secondary school including young women and in school they are learning obviously dreaming big and in the government is also encouraging those young people to see themselves as a part of new India. That's modern in which people are based often in urban areas doing kind of what historically has been described as middle class work, service work. And where you have got situation of both demographic growth and rapid uh, revolution of rising aspiration, you need an outlet of young people so that they feel as they move into their 20s and 30s that they are achieving the goals and they desire and that's not happening they'll be looking to see which political parties and politicians are promising to improve higher education territory education and more generally the skills environment and school education because for a lot of young people who aren't part of elite in india there is a mismatch often between the educational opportunities they obtain in school or university and the employment market and the demands of key private sector firms in many cases what we are seeing in india is that people are having to religion their expectation of what work they will going to do after 5 or 10 years period after they graduate from high school or university. This is not new. Ronaldo wrote a book The Diploma Disease in 1917 that India was the country of BA bus conductor. So that sense of having downplay or expectations in light of circumstances is quite old in India. But now I would uh, argue that a lot of people with bachelor's degree in India would be very mean to have a job on a state roadways uh, as a bus conductor. So intense and uh, cut route has the employment market become. So you are seeing people with master's degree with PhD having to do very small scale entrepreneurial business work. You are seeing them especially having to go back into agriculture not as large-scale agriculture innovators making large amounts of money and employing the other people but rather working on quite small plots of land in an environment where they didn't imagine that they would go back into farming young people concerned is a very big problem for their families and young people are not passive in situation they actively creatively seek way to make to do that make be uh, that may be entering into fallback work in agriculture it may be finding jobs that perhaps that they weren't aspiring but which provide a means of establishing a family and getting by in areas like skills and marketing
What surprising fairap is that sense of social suffering hasn't led to more uh, unrest in India and I think there is, are several reason for that I think partly because India's democracy people have an outlet of fr- uh, frustration through the frustration through the political system through voting through de- uh, demonstrating on the streets I think the second reason why there haven't been a more political mobilization is that people often perceive this is a personal failure rather than a failure of cop is that people often perceive this is a personal failure rather than a failure of government or of, or of a society or as a structural failure as a social scientist would put this they see it as a well i didn't try hard enough or i wasn't successful enough in my in that examination there is a whole history of commentators in india talking about the country as being poised to sort of fail to into unrest i'm not going to do that i think india it holds together and as i said people young people are actively finding ways to make to do but i do think it's a major social issue at the moment the lack of capacity of young people to realize their aspiration it would be and i will remain an absolutely critical issue for the government in india now let's talk about liberalism first one has to think about well what is liberalism and if we define that relatively narrowly in terms of commitment to former equality and individual freedom then i think there's evidence both ways there's ed- evidence of young people contesting those visions of former equality and individual freedom for example through the views on their areas like sexuality so there was a recent center of study of developing societies survey that showed the major, uh, majority of young indian indians didn't approve of homosexuality so there's some evidence there's some of certain kind of inverted commas liberalism there's evidence of young people involvement in societies or organization that are policing people's right to eat certain food again which would suggest the rise of certain form of liberalism but there's also of course a great deal of evidence the other way that young people are very active in non-governmental organization that are seeking to protect people's former equality protect people's freedom the number of youth ngos in india is growing very very quickly so this is the end of my podcast stay tuned for my ne- next podcast thank you and goodbye